The relationship you have with your kids is not a right, it's a privilege. And if you're an entrepreneur, you're likely pulled in a million different directions wondering how to navigate all of it. And if you're anything like me, you've likely felt that double guilt, right? Guilt when you're working because you're not with your family, with your spouse, with your kids. And then guilt when you're with your kids or your spouse because you're not working because there's so much more to be done. But what if I was to tell you that there was a way to thrive in all three important categories, in marriage, in parenting, and in business? What if there was a way to not sacrifice what you love most in order to thrive? There is. This is the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. My name is Brad Bizjak. I'm a personal development expert and certified high-performance coach with nine years of coaching experience. And I took my business from $350,000 in sales working 14 hours a day, addicted to my work, to $2.2 million in sales in the following year, working about six hours a day. And I am here to help you, the entrepreneur, to come alive to your limitless possibilities. And one of my responsibilities is to help you see that the word and needs to become part of your vocabulary. The word and. I can do both. I can be a successful entrepreneur and a successful parent and a successful spouse. This is part two of three of our entrepreneurial parenthood series. Last week, I talked about presence and the consequences of what happens when you bring your work to your family and your family to your work and also the beauty that exists when you don't and how to thrive in all those categories. And so, Go back and listen to last week's episode. We've linked it up below so you can check it out. But this week, we're going to go through three amazing topics. Core values parenting, the school system, and leaning into curiosity. So next week, by the way, before we dive into the content for today, next week, we have a very special guest, a guest expert who's built a multi-million dollar business serving entrepreneurial parents. She's an expert in entrepreneurial parenting, and I'm so excited to bring her to the table for you. So last week, I told you a story about how I was working so much. I had always had this belief that, you know, I needed to sacrifice in order to succeed, and I would always push myself to work harder and harder and harder. And the more I did that, yeah, we achieved a little bit of, a, of success with our, with our revenue and all that. We did about $350,000 in sales, but I was working 12 to 14 hour days. I was always on. I was doing calls at night and I was just doing calls in the morning. And I would, ha- I would be like in this place where my daughter would be home. And even though I came in the other room and I was there, I wasn't really there. And I remember my wife calling me out one time and saying, you're kind of being a workaholic. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you don't believe that you're a workaholic? All you do is talk about and think about work. And so I had this huge revelation in that conversation. And you can listen to the full story in last week's episode. I had this huge revelation that I was building my life around my business. It was like my business was number one and my wife, my daughter, and everything else was number two, three, four, five. And I needed to shift that. I needed to go from building my life around my business to building my business around my life. And once I shifted that, once I started prioritizing my life, my wife, my daughter, things that I care about most above my business, things shifted very, very quickly. And it was challenging to do that initially because I didn't know how to shift it. I had all these limiting beliefs from the past about working harder is the key to success and to sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice in order to thrive. And it just held me back. But once I shifted this, our business went from $350,000 in revenue, working about 12 to 14 hour days, to now working about six hour days, doing $2.2 million in sales, both accounts received and receivable, over the last year. 
That's bananas. And that change can happen for you too. You can create a beautiful life where you not only are thriving as an entrepreneur, but you're also an amazing parent, also an amazing spouse. And so what I want to share with you today is how we are actually conditioned to not succeed in this way. One thing that I want as an overarching principle of this episode is that society is not going to support you being successful as an entrepreneurial parent. Because what does society say? Society says that working harder is the key to success. And if you are an entrepreneur, you likely have a desire to provide and to make life better for everyone that you love most. And so if society is telling you, you need to sacrifice to do that, then you're going to link up in your mind. I need to do all this work and always be on in order to provide for my family. But at the same time, you're also going to want to block yourself from success because you're going to think that I have to sacrifice what I love most in order to thrive. Do you see that inner conflict? And so what we need is a home base. We need something to come back to, something to allow us to see, okay, are we on track? And it comes down to your values. And when you know what your values are, making decisions becomes easy. For example, if you have the value of, let's say, vitality as number one, I'm not talking about in your parenting, but maybe it is, but I'm talking about just personally, my number one value is vitality. And so if vitality is my number one value, and I make a choice that is out of alignment with vitality, how am I going to feel? I'm going to feel crabby. I'm going to feel it in my body. I'm going to feel like I'm dishonoring what I care about most. And when you know what your values are, making decisions becomes easier. So if my core value is vitality and my number one core value is vitality, and then after that, it's, let's say, adventure. And I have the opportunity to try this, let's say it's a a bar crawl that is focused on eating all the fried foods of Chicago. Well, if I know what my values are in order, right, my value of vitality followed by my value of adventure, then I might choose to go on that crawl but not indulge in all of those unhealthy foods because of my value of vitality being number one. Now, if that was flipped, if adventure came before vitality, then what would happen? I would say yes to eating all the unhealthy foods and I'd end up feeling like crap. And so one of the, the reason I bring this up, and if that sounds like gibberish to you, bear with me for a second. The reason I bring that up is because when you know what your values are, making decisions is easy. Making decisions is incredibly easy. Uh, people look at me all the time like I'm nuts. Like if there is a multi-thousand dollar investment that I could make into my business, I know almost instantly if it's a good fit or not. And the reason is because I know what my values are. Successful people make decisions quickly And unsuccessful people take forever to evaluate a decision and they change their mind often. And the reason for this is because in order to become successful, you need to know what your values are. You need to know what you care about most. And when you know what you care about most, when there's an opportunity presented to make a decision, you can easily see if it fits what your values are. And so that's why making a decision is easy for successful people. They know what they value. Okay, that decision I can make. That's what I value. Cool. Let's rock and roll. And so if you think about successful businesses, all successful businesses are built on core values. So some of ours are integrity or, for example, a genuine optimism or fanatical attention to detail. That's how our bid. So just a couple of our business core values. Those are the core values of what we live and lead each day within our company. And so when we're making decisions as a company on who to hire, when we're making decisions about what projects to take on or how much workload to give one of our teammates, 
we run it through the filter of that, those core values. They drive everything. But what about your family? What about your family? Do you know the core values of your family? Because if you know the core values of your family, it'll help you decide how to prioritize your life. If you decide that presence, for example, with your family is core value number one, well, then what happens at the end of the day when work is still on your mind? You have an intention to release work in order to be present with your family. And so my whole point in bringing this up is to take a second and ask yourself and to maybe sit down with your spouse and ask yourself, what do we value together as a family? What do we care about? If presence and love and fun and playfulness were at the top of that list, how would you act differently than what you are right now? This is all about just bringing intentionality to your parenthood. When you bring intentionality to your parenthood instead of chaos to your parenthood, all of a sudden it becomes easier. It seems to flow more. And when you're out of alignment with those values, you feel it in your body. You feel like you're making a mistake. And so you'll, your body will be able to tell you if you're not actually living in alignment with your core values. When this isn't known, what you might notice is that either one or both of the parents of the kids feels out of alignment, feels kind of stressed when the other one's not, and it just kind of seems like there's this tension and chaotic, almost reactive nature in terms of your family instead of a proactive nature with your family. And so what I challenge you to do is to sit down with your partner and ask yourself, what are our core values? So what is a value? A value is an emotional state that you want to move towards or you value moving away from. And so that's why vitality, presence, energy, those things, love would be amazing examples of core values. Maybe compassion would be an example of a core value. And so when you know what your core values are, things move so much easier. But do you know what the core values are of your family? And if you don't, I challenge you to sit down and talk to your partner about that. And what that will allow you to do is, first of all, it will help you in what we talked about last week with accidentally bringing your work to your parenting and your parenting to your work. But on top of that, you'll notice there's less reactivity, less chaos coming up when you're with your family. You'll notice more of a presence, more of a playfulness, more of an excitement, more of a passion and energy that allows you to grow and thrive as a family. Does that make sense? When you know what matters most to you, being that entrepreneurial parent and leading your family doesn't seem nearly as overwhelming and it doesn't seem nearly as chaotic. And then when it's not chaotic and it feels peaceful and present, you are okay letting go of it when you start up your work day and being present with your work because you don't feel a piece of your heart is missing or there's a void missing. And so that guilt disappears. Does that make sense? So we want to first talk about our core values as parents, as families, but also see how the system and our society does not set us up to live this way. Let's talk about the school system for a second. Now, this is just my personal opinion. You can feel free to disagree with this opinion, but as I share this opinion, I want you to step into the common sense corner. Let me ask you a question. Is society grooming successful entrepreneurs? No. Society is grooming kids to be average. That's what it's doing. Our school system is not designed to create a beautiful life. If you think about what it t- takes to build a beautiful life, what does it take? It takes mastering your emotions. It takes happiness. It takes fulfillment. It takes leaning into your passions. It takes wealth mastery. It takes health and vitality. But what does the school system do? It teaches you social studies and math and science. Now, I'm not saying those things are bad. Let me get into that in just a second. I think that learning those skills is valuable.
Did you know that if you're not creating the success you desire, it's not because you're not trying hard enough. It's not because you're not doing enough personal development. It's because of the way your mind is wired and your brain isn't naturally wired to be happy and successful. It's actually wired to survive. I believe that rewiring your mind is the only way to create lasting success and fulfillment. That means unlearning what you've been taught your entire life about what it means to be successful. And in order to do that, you need to uncover the limiting beliefs and toxic thought patterns that are hiding in your mental blind spots. And that's exactly why I created Life on Purpose, a five-day workshop to help you start the process of rewiring your mind for lasting success and fulfillment. It's your time to break the chains of mediocrity and create the life on your terms that you've been craving for so long. To access life on purpose, head to www.bradbizjack.com forward slash purpose and you can start rewiring your mind right now. But it's not trending towards creating a beautiful life. It's trending towards getting things right. Right? Society pushes against entrepreneurial parenthood. Society pushes against going after your passions and being a core values type of family. But you're an entrepreneur. You think differently than the rest of people. This doesn't make you better than anyone. We're all beautiful people. We can all learn from everyone. But you're an entrepreneur, which means that you are a visionary. You think differently. And so I encourage you to think differently about how your kids are educated. I'm not saying in any way putting your kids in school is bad. I put my kid in daycare. I'm going to put my kid in school, but I'm saying that at home, making sure fostering an environment that allows kids to thrive and what they care about most is so important. Because think about what the school system does. Up until about the age of 12, your kids are actually likely incredibly entrepreneurial incredibly curious, incredibly passionate about certain topics. And they probably lean into those topics and try to lean into those topics. And so I forgot exactly what the stat is, but there was something along the lines of, I was learning from this from a man named uh, Mike Zeller. And he was talking about something really cool on a call I was just on. And he was saying how when kids are young, their creativity scores are the highest they are in their entire life. Well, think about entrepreneurship. It's all creativity. It's all unique talents. It's all trying something and living it within your zone of genius. Here's the stat. 98% of four and five-year-olds scored as geniuses on, I forgot exactly what the test was, but they score as geniuses. Now, this is interesting because over the years, this diminishes. Now, why do they score as geniuses? Because they're leaning into their unique passions, their unique talents. And up until about the age of 12, they lean into their unique talents when all of a sudden, society and school starts reconditioning them. What does society and school say? Sit down, shut up, get an A plus, or you're a failure. You cannot fail. And that's what the school system grooms them to do. And this goes on through college. It even goes on through getting a job. Think about what happens in the, uh, in the job world. You're trained to correct your weaknesses instead of focus on your strengths. Now, as an entrepreneur, you know that's messed up thinking. You know that correcting your weaknesses instead of managing them is going to lead to not succeeding in entrepreneurship. But when you double down on your strengths, when you focus on really capitalizing on what is your unique zone of genius... And then managing your weaknesses instead of trying to make them excellent, then all of a sudden magic starts happening. And so if you think about kids up until the age of 12, 
they are creative and playful and passionate and all these things. Then they're told to sit down, shut up, get an A plus, or they're a failure. And then even in the corporate world, you get this scorecard, your performance review. You're doing really, really well on these categories. These are the areas that you suck at and you should probably improve if you ever want to get a promotion. So society says you need to fix your weaknesses and never fail in order to succeed. Now think about that in entrepreneurship. If you went into entrepreneurship from the mindset of you need to fix your weaknesses, and never fail in order to succeed, would you ever thrive as an entrepreneur? No, you'd never thrive as an entrepreneur. What would entrepreneurship say? Entrepreneurship would say, lean into your strengths, manage your weaknesses, and you will thrive. And obviously seek failure and you will thrive. So at the age of 12, kids are conditioned to be perfectionists. They're conditioned to get a job. They're conditioned to work on an assembly line. And so I am not saying that Teachers are bad in any way. There's a lot of teachers that listen to this podcast. Teachers deserve to make a million dollars a year. It's a beautiful profession. You're molding the minds of kids. But teachers don't really have a say in what that big of a say in what they're allowed to teach. There's a curriculum that they're, they need to roughly follow in order to give the kids the education that the school board says is right. And so if we want to allow our kids that are multi-passionate and curious to thrive, We need to do a good job at home of reinforcing and fostering an environment that allows them to explore. And so I'm not anti-school. I'm going to put my kid in school. I'm saying that I am intentionally as a parent fully and hyper aware that my child is likely going to be groomed through that system to make sure to get an A and all those things. I want her to get good grades, but I'm also gonna ask, what is she passionate about? What does she want to lean into? And I'm gonna foster the shit out of that when she's at home so that she leans into that and I'm not going to punish failure. I'm gonna help her lean into her strengths. And so I want to just bring that up because a lot of times we go through life unconscious and go through it based on what society says we should do, but take, step into the common sense corner and look at society. Is society thriving? No, most of society is broke, fat, and overwhelmed, right? That's society. So do you really want to take advice from society? No, you want to take a look at the select few, the very few people that have what you truly want and follow that advice, follow that guidance. And so I want to challenge you to just ask yourself, Am I fostering an environment to lean into my child's curiosity? And this is the third point, leaning into curiosity. Have you ever accidentally shut down your kid's interest because it wasn't in alignment with the status quo? If you did, no judgment, but ask yourself, is that actually teaching them the example that you're trying to live yourself? Excuse me. That's a sign When your kid has these unique qualities, it's a sign that they likely have entrepreneurial qualities. Now, this doesn't mean that they need to be an entrepreneur in order to thrive in life. That's not what I'm saying in any way, shape, or form. But I am saying that if you want to raise leaders, leaders think differently. Followers follow a culture. Leaders create their own culture. And so to be a leader means you need to stand out, means you need to be outstanding, which means you need to think differently. You're not going to think like everyone else. You need to think in a different way. Your kid likely has these passions and I want to encourage you to encourage your children to lean into them and also ask yourself, am I leaning into what feels amazing for me? And when you blend all of this together, leaning into your children's passions doesn't mean you're going to groom them to be an entrepreneur. It means that if they are interested in that path, 
you fostered an environment where that could become a possibility for them because you are looking at it from a grand life perspective instead of societal norms perspective. So I want to encourage you to think differently. You have to think differently in order to succeed as an entrepreneur than most society. Being a visionary means that you see things that other people can't see yet. And most of what you see will likely be ridiculed until you prove it to be true. So once you prove that to be true, that's when other people start grabbing onto it. And they say, well, I knew her back when. And ask yourself that. If you have a successful business, in the beginning, people likely thought you were crazy for even considering this path. I know in my life that's true. People close to me would look at what I'm doing and they think it's absolutely nuts. Now people come to me for advice and they're inspired by that. And I'm not sharing that to impress you. I'm sharing that to show you that to be a visionary means you need to stand out and you need to think different, which means taking a question mark to how society parents, taking a question mark to how most of the world lives. I always ask myself, is this in alignment with what I want long term? And if the answer to that question is no, then I pivot, then I change. Does that make sense? So I have a surprise for you. Remember, success does not need to be a big sacrifice. And if you're challenged by that, go back and listen to last week's episode, part one of the Entrepreneurial Parenthood series. You don't need to give up what you love most in order to thrive. You don't need to sacrifice time with your family in order to thrive. There's a new way to do things, one that doesn't involve sacrifice, one that doesn't involve choosing between business and family, one that allows you to thrive as an entrepreneur, and thrive as a spouse and help your kids to realize their unique talents and abilities. And remember on top of this, the relationship you have with your kids is not a right, it's a privilege. And it's built on how you act, how you live, how you lead. And so if you've ever felt that feeling of double guilt, feeling of I'm not where I wanna be in my business yet, and so I feel guilty when I'm with my family, and then you feel guilty when you're, with your, when you're uh, working because you're not with your family. That is going to slow down everything. It's actually normal to feel that way because it's what society conditions. And I have an opportunity for you to let go of all of that forever. Thinking about changing this seems overwhelming. How do I succeed in business and work less? How do I do it and be a great parent? And how do I not, how am I not bringing my business to my kids and bringing my kids to my business so I can thrive in both? Okay. I have an opportunity for you to let go of that forever and be a fully present CEO, a fully present spouse and a fully present parent. And guess what? When you're all, when you're present in all three of those, all three thrive. When I made these changes, like I said, at the beginning of this episode, my business went from working 12 to 14 hours a day, doing about $350,000 in revenue to working about six hours a day, doing $2.2 million in sales in the past 13 months. You can do that too. So I'm offering you first dibs and how to break through to that level of incredible success, incredible parenthood, incredible marriage all together. Remember, scarcity says I have to choose between. I have to do this or this. I have to sacrifice one or the other. No, it's abundance. It's and. So I'm going to encourage you to join our waitlist for the first ever community for entrepreneurial parents who feel called to raise leaders and establish a business and a life that they don't need to escape from. Think about it where you're building your business around your life instead of your life around your business. 
Remember, the relationship you have with your kids and your spouse isn't a right, it's a privilege. And this is a special opportunity to show you not only how to succeed a ton in business, but also to be there for all the memories, to create an amazing life with your partner, and to be there for everything that you want to witness with your kids growing up so you can say to that goodbye to that guilt and be fully present in the lives of those that you love the most and fully present in the lives that you're touching through your business. So join the waitlist. I've linked it up in the show notes here, and I'll be in touch in just a couple of days so you can learn more about a top secret project that will change your life forever. And next week, by the way, I have a special guest coming on who is an expert in entrepreneurial parenthood. She has three kids of her own. She's a dear friend of mine. She's built a multi-million dollar business and honored her family the entire time. You will not want to miss this. You're going to hear from another successful entrepreneur who specializes in entrepreneurial parenthood. So make sure you do a couple things. Number one is screenshot this and share it in your Instagram story. Share with other people. Entrepreneurial parents need this message. If you would, number two, leave us a rating and review. The more people that see, the better ratings we have, the more people see this and the more lives we get to touch. And number three is obviously join the waitlist down below. This is the waitlist for the first ever community for entrepreneurial parents who feel called to raise leaders and establish a business and a life they don't need to escape from. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast today. My name is Brad Bizjack. Go out there today and every day and live your life with a genuine smile on your face. We have a special guest next week. You will not want to miss this. I'll see you next week.